This show is in an unique format in which you don't get a song right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Gordon on The Worst Little Podcast. Tom! Hi. That sounded anemic. Who wants to be famous? The biggest little city in the world, the American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from, oh my god, I can taste Thanksgiving, it's almost here. This is the worst little podcast in the world, and I am your host, the Reverend Rory Dowd. I've got the OG crew with me here today. We got Nick, we got Rick, and we got Chewy. Ooh yeah. But also, more OG than all of us, and a far, far greater celebrity, Mr. Tom Gordon. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Hi there. Uh, I'm that here, was so. very well done. I know. Ian, no offense, but, you know, just the old schoolers this week, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, guess I'll I, go far You know what? I'm sorry. I hugged you a moment ago, Ian. I know you're here. You just, you know, you haven't been here for a long time, yeah. so I just... And when we're old school, you just feel like an intern to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, back when I was be... Shrek. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what back. we called him, Tom. We called him Shrek. Nice. And I'm the reason he's here. Yeah. Yes. I, I, because at the time... I gave all interns the most insulting nickname I could think of just by the first glance looking at them without speaking to them. <laughs> so he got Shrek. It was yes. better than Jabba the Hutt, I think. Yeah. I would much rather take Shrek, yeah. Yeah, by a long shot. I'd rather yeah. So, Shrek Tom, <laughs> you're the one who gave us the magnificent Ian. Yeah, this is he all my fault. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. a student of mine at UNR. Wild, and now he's like, we can't really We've corrupted do this without him. <laughs> <laughs> and he now gets his own chair, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, he's a host. And a name and a chair. And, and, and when we remember that he's here, he gets to be a part of the introduction. <laughs> his biggest job is having a great laugh. <laughs> yeah. That's it is my oh, and, yeah. oh, God. and and pulling your cords, right? Gently, <laughs> so gently. Hot. Oh yeah. I am so much more relaxed when everybody gets here thanks to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh it was Tom's class that like got me into doing recording in general and then um he recommended that I come do this and then also recording with Michelle and Carter um mm, yeah. of the Grim Tones. They were like, hey, we should have Rick come listen to this mix. And I was like, yeah, I'll take any notes I can get. And Because the like, demo for, which song uh, is it? Temper. Temper. God, I'm so good. Yeah. Temper. I just remember it I had a lot of S's one. in it because I hate Michelle's voice <laughs> with all of her S's. But yeah, so, th- so that's what the demo was done for that. And they wrote that song for that class to have something to record, right? Yeah, because I figured when uh, I went and saw them at their jam shack, because uh, it was the second semester of Tom's class, you have to like record a band and do the whole thing. Um, I went to their jam space and figuring like, oh, they're just going to like, cause I asked them to do the recording. They and, and you'd known them, right? Oh, I've known Carter yeah. was like my first friend when I moved to Reno. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, I figured they're just going to play something that like they've played a million times. It'll be great. And I like sat down as they were playing through and I was like, this is fucking rad. And they finished and they're like, yeah, it's the first time we've ran through that all the way. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Awesome. Let's do it. Like awesome. Yeah. And history was made and the yeah. song temper came out. 
And um and and Tom, there's some like paperwork in that that they're not allowed to use that recording for anything, right? Yes. The original demo is property in the university, correct? So any redo is is totally fine. And right. the, we the university doesn't own the the song itself. It's just that original recording. Right. Yeah. Ah. And so I was like I was like so we can't that do anything when, with this. when the Grimtones become big and famous and historically iconic, yeah. uh, the university's got a piece of that shit. Well, and that's <laughs> that's why it's that way because uh, Three Doors Down got sued by University of Miami because they recorded a charting song at the campus studio. Oh wow! Uh, and that was a, a huge mess. So if it's recorded on the university property, then it becomes the university's property. It's a big. Legal it's on gray their equipment. Area. Okay. Yeah, with their equipment for sure. Yeah, especially. and and yeah, the media yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. the, uh, it's, it becomes a big legal gray area of ownership. So we're just like, they can use it for free. Anything that's recorded at UNR cannot make money. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, but you're free to record it somewhere else. Absolutely, because we don't own the song. Okay. We just own what's called the Mechanical Masters. That's right, the actual right. recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we don't own the song at all. They, it's just those mechanicals. There's a, a gray area on who owns it. So it's like, screw it. Let's play it safe. If you record something for one of our recording classes, you can use it as free promo. Knock yourself out. And um, then if you re-record it later, that's your master. And mm-hmm. you can do whatever you like with it. And it's funny, I learned that at, when I was in college at USC because uh, George Lucas was a film student at USC. And the original his student mm-hmm. senior project was his student version of THX 1138 wow. that, yeah. he, that he doesn't own. He's, oh my he, god! He still doesn't own. He's donated that, millions, and that's yeah. why it's so like uh, getting a copy of it or viewing that. It it's not the easiest thing in the world. No, I've so, gone hunting for that shit. Yeah, I, it's a cool movie. I've watched it, and yeah. you've never seen the original. I have. It's very wide. Why, widely sampled as well. Yes. How yeah. is the original different? Uh, it's low budget. It's cr- oh. it's crispy, and mm. you can check it out at the USC Film Library and watch it out. And that's the only place wow. you can see wow. it, dude. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if they have good. online access. To no, it. not at all. No. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> yeah, that was hard. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you are uh, interested in film, it is a great film and well yeah, worth watching. Boy, it's, and, it's really interesting to watch. Uh, young uh, Duvall, very right? young Duvall, very yeah. young Sid Haig. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. and Sid Haig was hot when he was young. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's hot now, too, but wow. And and, and, and it's a, a master class in sound design. Mm-hmm. And, and they mm-hmm. actually had uh, a great uh, thing where in the, on the on the DVD Criterion set, there's a whole behind the scenes on the, how they did the sound. They actually checked out a radio station, rented out a radio station in the Bay Area to run all the dialogue over broadcast to get the sound of it being squelched by the compressors and stuff oh, and recorded yeah. on the other side. That's why it sounds that way. Nice. Proving, proving once again Arty. that um, the quality <laughs> of Lucas's films are inversely proportionate to their budgets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yep, yeah. exactly. Oh, that's really neat. He can be very crafty when he needed to be. It's like putting pennies in a glass blender. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So so Nick gave up on us, huh? He's like, <laughs> yeah, Nick I've known Tom Nick, so long. I haven't yeah. told Nick's you guys this. A... Nick hates ele- THX 11. <laughs> <laughs> hates with Gus. Nick, Nick is actually a very important man. He had to take a call. Oh, oh okay. Uh, the chopper nice. is flying in. He'll be back shortly. <laughs> okay. So should I just sally forth? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Instead, how about we, uh, let's have a song. Oh, okay. Well, uh, have yeah. we, we haven't really properly introduced you here, have we? No, I guess not. We really. Yeah, kind of like I know you. Yeah. 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 So for, for the listening audience, uh, we are happy to have on once again for the fourth time? 
official third one, and then I was a guest official on third. a third. Of, on okay, a fourth it episode. feels like fourth because the first episode was busted into two separate episodes. Ah, okay, okay. Well, for the for the fourth time, yeah. let's uh, welcome our good friend, Mr. Tom Gordon, uh, local legend of ow, ow. Uh, recording and audio engineering, and a local professor as well. Part of the academia. Uh, of of the local landscape, Um, and uh, Tom has definitely been teaching lessons well before he became a university professor. Yep, I uh, had private classes at Imraj for four years before we started at UNR, so I've been teaching for 18 years officially, but I've been been doing the recording gig since 1991 professionally. Uh, That's my entire adult life. (laughs) That is my (laughs) entire life. I graduated high school (laughs) in 92, so yeah. Yeah, and uh, this year marks the 40th anniversary of the studio I'm at, Imaraj Sound Lab, which Yay. opened September 29th, 1982. Yeah. And it's been the same owner the whole time, and that studio, before it opened its current location on Greg and Linda, was downtown Reno at the West Street Market location. Oh, wow. Okay. That which was, wow. which yeah. portion? Like the entire thing, or which? It was like the green, the green room, room half yeah. and oh, okay. where the Greek restaurant is. Okay. 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 Uh, that was the tracking room, and that's where Lionel Richie and Diana Ross cut the vocals in This Love in 1980, which wow. is the only Academy Award-nominated song recorded in Reno. Wow. And, yeah, take, take notes, nerds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the next time you're getting a Greek meal in that little courtyard, yeah. that's where Lionel Richie Lionel Richie's feet may have been where your feet uh, exactly. are. Exactly. <laughs> uh, when I hear that song... I I think of uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> the Zamboni. Yeah. Good choice. Man. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, so Diana was on contract at Harris doing a two week engagement here and she couldn't leave because if you were performing at Harris, you had to stay here. They'd let you pick any car from the collection to drive around. Yeah. You get to save them. You know, they didn't have they're, a reason to leave. At the ranch. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So awesome. Um, so then they're like, we well, need her vocal. And it's like, she's not going anywhere. So uh, Lionel ro- flew up with the tapes, and that was the That's only. That's just studio. the kind of guy he is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then that partnership dissolved, and Dr. Davis went solo and built this room and opened it as Axe Tracks in 1982, and it was 82 to 99 was Axe Tracks, and then I took it over with him in 99 after leaving Granny's house, Sierra Sonics, and opened January 2000 as Emirage, and it's been like that ever since. So physically, that location's been around for 40 years. So today, I brought. A handful of recordings from there. Awesome. And mostly uh, in-house projects and uh, some holiday-related stuff, some some, some, some histor- uh, some uh, educational, some... Um, like the state song? The, no. <laughs> yeah. As I, what a beautiful segue, Reverend. Oh, Reverend yeah. Matt. So this should be the new state song. And, okay. and, and since we just had Nevada Day... It's a, I, a I know we're, we, we yeah, can yeah. sniff Thanksgiving, like you said, but we did this song for uh, one of the local t- the judges. I don't know which one, but the client was uh, a guy named Pat Casey. And this was the only one that was really wasn't an in-house project, but this was so fun. I really share it with everyone I can. It is the song I've been everywhere, but with all Nevada cities. Oh, Ooh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's a Pat lot of fun. Casey. And Pat 
used to be in barbecued salad back in the 90s oh. and silky yeah, glue. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. best band name ever. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> barbecued salad. <Yeah. laughs> and uh, he was a friend with some local judge that wanted this and was going to pitch it to the city council and the state and the governor and, and try to push us. And I, I, it's an absolute kick in the pants. And yeah. um, so it's kind of a rip-roaring take on I've Been Everywhere. Yes. Uh, and we'll hey. see how many Nevada cities you know. Should be an honorary. I know, like, <laughs> well, state like, well, songs. There's only a couple I haven't actually been to. Oh, well, then you, you <laughs> might be just this tripping down memory lane. You. I'll see if any of those are mentioned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this song is going to shake the paint off your walls. <laughs> I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high canvas covered load If you're going to win a muckamack With me you can ride So I climbed into the cab And then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road With so much dust and sand And I said, listen I've traveled every road in this here land Kingston and Jarbage, and I couldn't tell if he said Mountain City. 
or Owyhee, but I haven't been to those towns either. Oh, okay. I, but I didn't hear like, them in there. No, no, I, I don't think so. God, a couple was, of those are just pretty, little ghost towns. I, I've been to more Nevada waiting. towns than I remember. Is that, <laughs> that, that, like, no, wait, wait, we stopped there and I threw up. Oh, no, we stopped there and got a Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did he say nowhere anywhere in, in there? Towns. Say again? Did he say nowhere anywhere in that? I, you know, I... um. I suggested it because of the film, and he's like, I've, 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 they asked for actual cities. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a place, but I don't think oh, it's a city. It's a place in your mind. <laughs> no, it's not only a place in your mind. There's a, a geographically a location called Nowhere Nevada. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. Me and Mary used to pass it on our way to Burning Man, and we were always like, yeah, that's weird, huh? And I think that's where she got the name from. No kidding. Yeah. I had no idea. Yes. All right. I learned something. Um, yeah, I think there's there's like a water tower there or something. That's it. Oh, something. well, that's that's what you would I'll put have to know. listen to that back at like half speed. speed. <laughs> yeah. Double check my list. So, I want to write them all down. So, I heard Mina. I don't know if I heard Schurz. Was Schurl, Dayton in yep. there? My grandma oh, yeah. was born in Mina. I heard Dayton. Okay. And he pronounced it correctly, not like a local. Because <laughs> <laughs> they say Dayton, Tom. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, the and fun thing about that, because the, the original, not the original, the Johnny Cash version is something I play as a listening test at UNR. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I got to know um, about the original recording done by Sylvia Massey, who is my pro audio crush. She's fantastic, um, who had mixed uh, the whole Johnny Cash record and Tool and Prince and all this other Whoa. stuff. And she yeah. told me that when she recorded the uh, the Johnny Cash version, which was all on tape, that he couldn't rattle off all the cities all at the same time in one breath. So... They oh, had him. Rec- they rec- had Johnny record um, that each verse twenty times and breathe in different places, and then she st- oh. stitched together a comp. Magic. Ah. So yeah, it was no, Johnny seamless. Cash wouldn't do that live. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> that's like spitting bars, dude. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why it, ours is the same way. There, were, there were edits, so there are no breaths in those verses. Oh, cool. Because if Johnny can get away with it, I'm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. However, you were talking about replacing our state song with that, and I remember we learned our state song in like kindergarten, and I can't imagine a bunch of kindergartners. <laughs> that would be like they'd be like, "Don't Hilarious. breathe, don't breathe like the man on the tape." That's true. That's true. You so, missed Beatty. I'd miss Homies, Nevada myself. Oh, and then the other one, but real quick though, yeah. nowhere Nevada, an actual place location that shows up on maps right along Highway 50, just before you get to the Westgate Mine, and oh. after you pass Frenchman. Oh, hey. no kidding. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. Westgate. Okay. All right. It's a real... That's a spot. Just after Dixie Valley Road. All right. Oh. Well, That's where it all goes down, down dude. That's where the aliens show up. Exactly. <laughs> and a good good inspiration for a fun movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, well, and yeah. the other thing about the original, does everyone know that that song originally was recorded, uh, written for Australia? And it had all oh. Australian cities. No way. I've heard the a, original I've version heard of version I've Been Everywhere, also. man. Oh, was there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, it was originally written in Australia, and then they got a publishing deal for a publishing company in Canada, and they used a staff writer to rewrite the lyrics for North America. And his the guy's boss said, well, you probably should make it about all U.S. towns because they'll have more commercial appeal than yeah, Canadian towns. Yeah, you want to make money. <laughs> yeah. But there's a couple yeah. of Canadian towns in there, isn't there? No. no? It's all um, all U.S. towns. Winnipeg and- is really hard to get into the room. <laughs> well, it's just ironic that Winnemucca and Reno are the first two out of the gate from this Canadian lyricist for an Australian song. <laughs> on the original version. Yeah. yeah. Well, Reno and Winnemucca roll off the tongue. They do. Yeah. Winnemucca is a, a glorious word. That's why they named it Reno is because it was conveniently convenient to remember and people would always know. It's two little, two little syllables 
Reno, super easy to remember on the railroad. Oh, well, and okay. at the time they were living in Virginia City, and that's just hard to say. Yeah. Well, they, they named it. I mean, they did name it after. Uh, well, because and nobody could say Virginia. They all said a, Virginia. A Union General, but they thought it was a good name mm-hmm. to name a city because it'd be easy to remember. I did not know that origin. Yeah. That's and nice. Virginia City just sounds dumb. <laughs> right. And they actually called it Virginia. We add, yeah. added the city later to mm. not have it be confused with. So you're, tell, oh, so you're telling me Jesse Virginia. Reno would be proud that we're a liberal city then. <laughs> What's that? I think Jesse Reno would probably be proud of us for being a liberal city. Well, yeah. Except for when those people spray painted him during the protests and stuff, probably wouldn't like that. But No. Yeah. Well, none of us like that. He was kind of punk rock. That was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just, I, oh, he just was, put an anarchy oh, sign sure on me. I, I liked it when I got tarred and feathered. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was the wake-up call you needed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I stopped huffing Windex the very next time. <laughs> Windex don't even really get you high. Ah, uh, but but you stay smelling fresh all day. Yeah. <laughs> I Orange, way better than blue. True. Yeah. Now, if they redid Airplane, that would yeah. be this would pick the wrong <laughs> week stop. to stop <laughs> sniffing Windex. <laughs> pick the wrong week to quit GBH. <laughs> <laughs> and that LDS, too. <laughs> hey, they just legalized DMT and mushrooms. Mushrooms in Colorado, yes. In Colorado, wow. <laughs> but you still DMT. can't buy wine in the grocery store in Colorado. <laughs> huh. You have to go to a liquor store. I don't for think DMT wine. is like a recreational casual drug, is it? Is it like a real super intense hallucinogenic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But whatever. I've never, I've never done it. Anybody here? Ian done chimes it? in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I heard. Anyhow. All the young kid, the only uh-huh. young kid in the in the show today is Ian. So Ian, do you, have you ever done? Yeah, that? Back, back yeah, when, yeah, I have. Back What's when, it like? Uh, it's different for everybody. My experience was uh, a lot of people like go out to the stars and see like extra be like you know extra planar beings or something. Right, meet people that died. Yeah, shit like that. I had like a separate life where I had like a family and kids and like watched them then all die and then woke up and oh, it was fifteen Jesus. minutes okay. later. And I, would I was say, like, it's like yeah. a fifteen minute thing, but it lasts like a Dude, lifetime. Dude, it's like. Yeah. It's like that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation when Picard lives an entire lifetime and learns how to play the flute. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, do, do I remember? That's, that's exactly <laughs> what. That's what happened to Ian when he took it's DMT. It's like the most yeah. iconic goddamn episode after Farpoint. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I, it, it took me like a week and a half Amen. to get back into a normal headspace after that. Yeah. Wow. Like, well, not, I don't think that happens to you in Colorado. No, probably not. Well, it does now. Yeah. It does now. <laughs> Oh, Some about the elevation. Wow. It's all right. It's easier. <laughs> Mellows it out. Yeah. It's, it's a lifetime. It's a, it's a month. Well, they legalized weed. <laughs> yeah. Then Nevada legalized weed. So hold yeah. on. Tighten yeah. your seatbelts, everybody. No. It's, <laughs> probably. I think if if they're like, Vegas is like. You know, what can you do in the United States? Oh, you can do that shit over there? Well, we're fucking doing that here, too. Hey, let's start you setting know? up using stations and give yeah. out free clean needles. Let's do it. Yeah. Do I don't even think you do DMT like that, but... No. No, <laughs> no but I, I, I just mean the snowball oh, yeah, effect yeah, yeah, yeah. of, like, making all this stuff legal. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's the dream. Well, yeah, and, you know, and we have a... Um, Sample city, what is that? A test subject or whatever in Portland, right? Because didn't yes. they just legalize everything? Pretty much, and, and they, they and they have. Well, they, a, I think it's decriminalized. Not it's decriminalized. Oh, exactly. Right, right, there right, is a difference right. there. Okay. Like, yeah. They're oh. they're not wow. they're not punishing addicts and low level consumers. 
See, I see it like the grandpa, and then Ian tells me what's actually going on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ian, does that mean that I can shoot heroin in the park or not? Well, there's, uh, there's, there are safe using sites. Oh. Yeah, and they have, like, medical professionals there to help you, like, use properly. And not, and not overdose. Or Buzz pass kill. out with a needle you in your test arm. Your shit yeah. for fentanyl. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. too. Yeah, the, it's, it's, like, it's there's to a help pi- manage. There's a pilot program. That's, I think, what you're looking yeah. for. A pilot program right. in a number of cities. Um and I certainly hope it becomes quite normal. Well, yeah. I mean, just like check the data, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and determine right. where to go from there. Yeah. Well, uh, Portugal's been doing it for almost fifteen years now mm-hmm. as a country, and their ad- addiction rates have like fallen through the floor. Plummeted. Like it's, right. it shows that like you treat it as like a health issue that it is. It actually gets better instead of treating them like criminals, and then. Like forcing Taboo them to and have yeah, people ruining hide. lives. Exactly, yeah. sending them to prison and then, and then nothing good happens. They, from then it. they learn how to be criminals. And, yeah, you know, like that whole revolving door, which unfortunately happens far too often. Yes, mm. indeed. So, how did we get here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I've been everywhere. Uh, but yeah. I guess I've been everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Well, that, was, that was fantastic, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I we do segue, really like songs. the song. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. segue, Nick. That was. Yeah. <laughs> We're professionals. This segue yeah, is a long much much time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not his first rodeo, ladies and gentlemen. Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he said when he went to his second rodeo. That's <laughs> <laughs> said loud and proud. <laughs> nice. So I got taken advantage of that one too. Uh, <laughs> but um, so, so what's 40, next? next? Forty years, Imirage. Or excuse me. Yeah, Imirage. Imirage. It's the word image and mirage squished together. I, I, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but forty years is a hell of a long time to. Uh, uh, document the sound in this town you know we've, yeah we've only been at it for 13 and holy heck there's a lot of folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and but you you had kevin smith nod you out like publicly and say you guys rock and you do and Thanks. it's my <laughs> honor to be back here actually um uh yeah but it's it's a commitment isn't it you know to sit here and try to maintain something that's viable and vibrant for a community that okay. um, people will... for for this long, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and in a lot of ways, it's it's also um, kind of in the background, you know. Like, I mean, doing audio engineering, our little podcast, it's a niche in a niche, you know. Mm-hmm. Not everybody who's into music, not even everybody who's into Reno, is going to be the Venn diagram of listener for for this show. But you do it, you do it, you do it, and there's some home runs in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's always growth and ad- adapt- adaptation as you go through. You know, I'm sure this show has evolved quite a bit in the 13 years it's been doing it. Mm-hmm. Please oh don't listen God. to seasons one or two. <laughs> well, no, no, we, by the end of Just, one, we were starting so, to figure it out. Tom's at the end. Music in those Tom's but, first shows are at the end of season one. Well, but I'm, I'm also just thinking about like our, uh, the, first the first five few. seasons yeah. of like, oh, a, a, a few episodes. Seven of like our very shock jockey kind of mm. attitude. Oh, it was a different time, folks. <laughs> When you time travel back to the beginning of us. Yeah, we definitely say some things that we certainly wouldn't say now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens. But, but you can see, you can hear the growth. Yes. That's if, what, yeah, if you, if that's you go ahead and listen to 13 years worth of stuff, you'll hear the growth. Yeah, it's not, it's not all the same. <laughs> you have a lot of time in your hands. Dick and ball joke every week. It's a different dick and ball joke every week. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And that's, that was the point, you know, you, you, you kind of hone your craft. Yeah, you know, you, no, exactly. You, you figure out what's working, what isn't, and that's something the studio 
has had to do the whole time, plus change with the evolution of the technologies. And so now it's so easy to put in a home studio like this where you're getting great recordings in a space like this. So how do we still keep a commercial room open and viable and coexist with project studios, home studios? Because big rooms like Granny's house, unfortunately, couldn't coexist. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, yeah. and it didn't last. And well, When you first started, you were... Literally working with like celluloid and, and razor tips, right? And, yeah. <laughs> it was plastic with rust glued to one side and the razor tips. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that couch was, was taped to uh, tape. real, thick real tape. Yeah. Yep. That for scotch time. tape, holding it all together. <laughs> it, it, kind of it. Yeah. It was, it's like a special blue scotch tape that's yeah, used for yeah. splicing. Yep. And that was, yeah, I'm two inch for years. I, I've, I've spent. A large part of my adolescence aligning tape machines for <laughs> yeah. friends like Nick here for their out for their records. Yeah, man, that was that was crazy. I couldn't even believe we were, and that was the expert equipment at the time too. Like oh, we were in the high tech room. That, How many times I spliced together cassette tapes with actual scotch tape and had to open the thing up and just like sit there with the tweezers and oh make it yeah, all oh yeah. That, mm. Try well, not to get like dry your hands off yeah. every ten seconds. So, to, yeah. Well, what's fascinating about that process of slicing tape was. Good tape machines have an edit block, mm-hmm. which is this mm-hmm. milled piece of aluminum that have guide slats so you can use this razor blade. And yeah. it's perfect every time. And you, you only are only supposed to use a razor blade five times. And then yep. it's too dull to get an accurate mm. slice on tape. Oh. No wonder there was a drug problem in the recording industry. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do with all these extra razor blades? <laughs> yeah. well, they're, still good. they're still good for something. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they look fine on the mirror. So the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mirrored tables are really hip. Yeah, very popular that that decade. Uh, but uh, when we had Jeff Emmerich speak here, the guy who recorded yeah. Sergeant Pepper, oh, yeah. he said they didn't have edit blocks. So oh when God. in their in their in their spare time, all the assistant engineers at Abbey Road would sit there and practice their tape splices with scissors on junk tape, oh, so they could oh, eyeball God. it and get it right. That's amazing. Oh, wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I fucked just, that up. And that just yeah. eyeballing cut the angle. Cut your solo out. Of, yeah. of the cut. Yeah. Wild. I'm like, no. Really? And you're cutting Beetle Masters. Right. Scissors. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. <laughs> when they were already known as being awesome, not yeah. like just some newbie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bringing Frighting. up Jeff Emmerich actually reminds me of one of the biggest regrets of my entire life. Um, when Jeff was here... Uh, he came into the studio, uh, and I forgot who was in there at the time, but that was originally my block of time. It was? Yes. Oh. I had a family emergency happen, uh, and I had to leave, man. so I like canceled uh. my time in the studio, and then I found out the person who took it had Jeff listen to their stuff, and I was like, no, are you... Are you, Michelle would have died. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I, I got an autograph for Michelle because she was out of town. And, yeah. Uh, that's... That's that's terrible. It yeah. was <laughs> just like wow. Ah, ah. How did he? So ah, that could have changed history. Now, how did you hook up with with him? I, I met him at trade shows at the oh. at the AES show and the NAM show, and eventually I I, I got up there to say, hey, would you come speak at a university? And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's my person put it together. Hmm. And um, and this gal was quite a defense mechanism. She you know was a good manager. <laughs> and, and who are you, know, you? Who are you <laughs> from New York? And she just you know made it happen. And so it wasn't until like the night before I actually got to talk to him in person. And I ended up being his tour guide the whole day. I drove him to Tahoe and I drove him to Virginia City. I took him to 
Piper's Opera House. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. What did he think of Virginia City? He loved it. He was taking pictures everywhere, oh, and awesome. I was hearing Beatles stories going up and down yeah. the Mount Rose Highway. I'm oh like, my God. I'm like, I, I wish I had a recorder yeah. capturing every word. <laughs> Tom Gordon. If podcast. only you knew somebody who recorded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it was insane. I have that app on my phone. Tom. <laughs> I, I've created podcasts on the road. It just looks like a tape recorder. Well, I really can't. But he's savvy enough. I just can't go. Oh, by the way, Jeff, can you say that again? Click. Nowadays, if that ever happens again, Tom, you just go, Hey, can you mind if I record for my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone says that now. And then and then pull out a really big tape recorder with a big red record button on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's in the middle of a sentence, Oh, excuse me, I have to flip the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Pause, please. Yeah, yeah. No. And Michelle was out of town. She could have gone to a CM speak and mm-hmm. uh I got to be there, but uh, you did. Yeah, and I, yeah. I got to be there for a speech, like him speaking. I just he didn't get to listen to our track yeah. oh, in the right, studio. Right, right. And, and we were you told you would have had that golden intimate. ticket. Yeah. We were told in the email you have been invited. Don't fucking like, tell, tell anybody yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is happening. Hundred person limit, and it was limited to the current students only and audio professionals in our area. That's awesome. Oh, that nice. was it. Yeah, I've got a picture with Jeff. Pretty exclusive. So, like, so you got uh, the super secret handout, Rick. Oh, are you kidding me? I felt so honored. <laughs> and I was so nervous. You never told us about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, well, it after we weren't allowed to record it. We got we were ba- yeah. barely allowed to take photos. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He would have been pissed then if you would have recorded on yeah, the drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not yeah. cool. Or his management would have yeah. lost their mind. And he was like, I look forward to seeing the new building when it's, and I'll come back. And he died uh, uh, oh. nine months later. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it was months God. later that he passed. Yeah. So yeah. that's well, that's, that's crazy. That's, Awesome that you guys got the experience. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Plus, cool I heard Cheap that. Trick stories and McCartney solo stories. It was yeah. nuts. Oh. Uh, but so you said, what's next? Yeah. Yes. And we're, next? We were talking about oh. drugs and addiction and homelessness. Razor blades. <laughs> razor blades. <laughs> I, I thought the perf- it's actually the perfect segue that we lost, but I'm bringing it back. Wesley Willis. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I worked for that guy a couple times at the door at the Zephyr oh. at Foat's place, and what a cool ass dude. I, right? I met right. him on Mary the. Him. I got to meet him on the street in Chicago yeah. uh, the, the, like two weeks before I came to Reno, like in 96. That guy had a hell of a handshake. I was visiting. Yes. Hell of a headbutt. A hell of a headbutt. Make you say rock. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Say uh, rock. But yeah, I got to meet him on the street in Chicago. He was drawing on poster board and selling it for 50 bucks a piece. And <laughs> Shit, did you buy one? <laughs> No, no, I was a traveling they're poor worth, kid. They're worth it. We were yeah. poor. They start at 800 now. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to get one. Uh, and and Mary, like you said, booked him at Zephyr, mm-hmm. yep. which is a very important part of this story. And I'm assuming you were at that show, Nick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I, I was at that show. Yeah. I felt like I was meeting the Pope, kind of. Yeah, right. Uh, when he invited me and when, said, say rock, I was all, so he, did I just make it into heaven or something? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. When he started that show, there must have been 150 people at the Zephyr. And by the time the show was done, there was about five. Yeah, that's true. And 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 that was the music I'd always put on at the end of the night when I want everyone yeah, to leave. clear out music. I, yeah. I I think he has a soul brother in uh, Philippe Andejo. <laughs> oh, I really oh, think okay. that there's okay. some commonality there in those two acts. There might be. <laughs> All right. So I had a group called Eat It Joe's. That was a, yeah, a yeah. staple in the '90s for about five minutes. It's a short staple, <laughs> but it was a staple. And uh, we did a, an album at. at uh, Granny's house in the spirit of the first Beatles record, which was live to two track. And we practiced for months so we could lay it down as a stereo mix. And we were listening to Wesley Willis as we were setting up and we thanked him on the album. We we're like, hey, thanks, Wesley Willis. And um, 
so he came, Mary brought him uh, to the Zephyr and I'm like, we had one copy of our album left. I'm like, <laughs> I'll see. And I highlighted his name in the, in the thing. And, um, you, you might remember this going down. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I go in there and like, you know, it's like, the, you know, meeting the Messiah. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Wesley Willis sitting right here. And I said, can I give you something? He's like, you're going to buy my rock and roll music. And I'm like, yeah, I'll buy this. This is, do you have a, 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 I will buy a a drawing right now. He's like, I don't have drawings with me. I'm like, okay, can I give you something? He's like, yeah. And so I hand him this this, and a highlight. I said, we thanked you on our album. We loved you so much. We were listening to you when we were sitting, you inspired this record. He's like, you like my rock and roll music. (laughs) <laughs> I go, yeah. He goes, do you play rock and roll music? I said, it's more of an acoustic rock album. Probably <laughs> and he's like, uh, acoustic rock. And you put it in his little holder where he had his little portable CD player, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So halfway through the show after Rock and Roll McDonald's, he's like, I'm going to play this new song for you. Oh, and it said in, in the credits, please write a song about us. Oh, yeah. He's like, thank you, Wesley Willie's parentheses. Please write our song about us. And I pointed that out to him. He read it. Mid-show after Rock and Roll McDonald's, I'm going to pull this CD out right now. And Mary sees me and sees him pulling it out, and she runs up to me and grabs my hand. <laughs> and I'm, this is my new song called Eat at Joe's. And he did an impromptu Eat at Joe's on the fly, and uh, I've, I lost my mind. I was, yeah, there, with, I was yeah. there with Bankhead. I'm like, who needs a Grammy? Because there's thousands of Grammys. Only a handful of bands actually had a song written. <laughs> a co-tour song by uh, Wesley Willis. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I saw someone bootlegging the show. And I went up to oh. them and said, dude, I will do anything you need. I will Let me remaster that audio for you so I can I could do this and, uh, and so I can have a copy of that. And he was totally cool about it. I remastered it. And turns out their recording rig broke that night. And when they came back a year later at Fote's place. Yeah. Yeah, they played with Grand Buffet. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Grand show. I saw him again, and uh, I said, uh, um, "Do you have a painting?" He's like, "No, I don't have my paintings." I'm like, <laughs> "It's like, hey, buddy, I left your CD in Cincinnati. Do you have another one?" He remembered me. Wow, oh, that's wow. amazing. And he's like. Nice haircut. I'm like, <laughs> how did you know? Dude, all these different yeah. voices in your mind taking notes for you. I, I it's, yeah. it's insane. And uh, and I and I had we made a nice artwork for the bootleg. And we're like, I don't want to get in trouble. But that show you did last year was really cool. And I made a CD of it. And his tour guy, who was also his yeah, the, front guy, house the cowboy hat, the guy that was that was. Right. Concerned about the door money. Right. Yes. I gave him a copy of this. He's oh, thank God you got this because our, our rig broke that night. And it was such a good night. So we're like, awesome, awesome. Then next Red. thing we know, he's dead. Yeah. Right? Yep. Leukemia. Yes. And the, uh, an outfit out of the Bay Area is, is doing a tribute album called Love Like a Milkshake. <laughs> and so I volunteered to master Love Like a Milkshake. And we had a, like a bunch of Reno groups that participated in the songs. So Eda Joe's got to do a tribute to Wesley Willis of his song about us. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what we're about to hear? That's what we're about to hear. Eda Joe's doing Eda Joe's. And it starts with a sample from that show of Wesley pulling out our song. And you can actually, I think you can hear Mary laugh in the background. I'm going to share this new song with the song. I'm going to bring the CD out right now. It's called Eat at Joe's. 
Excellent. Beautiful. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so awesome. What a great tribute. Dude, and, and like listening to that intro, I just I remember how sweaty and small that room was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely and, uh, right. And the story oh, to get to that song is, is that's great. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's wild. Just, yeah. So then I, 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 he said afterwards, like, that's going to be the, so after, on the, on the bootleg, he said, this will be the next first song on my next record. And I'm like, we're going to be on a Wesley Willis record? Are you serious? <laughs> then never could find anything about it. And I never could find anything about it. But he got well, signed he, to Alternative Tentacles. He must have put out 50 records. 52. 52. Yeah. 52 records. And uh, so I, I reached out to Alternative Tentacles. And they eventually got back to me and said, actually, yes. It was on the second to last record, North Carolina Highway Patrol, track 14, just before Doobie Brothers. <laughs> so we got higher billing than the Doobie Brothers on a Wesley Willis record. So wow. hey, 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 I can die now. Awesome. <laughs> and it made it to the album. That's North fantastic. Carolina Howie Patrol. I'm about to pick that one up. Oh, yeah. It's hard to find. They had to burn me a copy. They were like, it was a very limited. Yeah, but run. Alternative Tentacles did release it. They so, did release okay, it. Well, yeah. It's, it's out there. Findable. Yeah. 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 Probably at a record store somewhere in Berkeley. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. One, yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. So yeah, I I I I was almost certain you were at that show, so I wanted to. This is that for one? Yes, that was yeah. a great yeah. show. That was a great <laughs> night. Yep, yep. So I didn't know you were there. That's well, that's I worked awesome. the front door, and Ron Ron worked the back door. And at the end of the night, we gave the manager, the guy with the cowboy hat, we gave him like twelve hundred bucks or something, and he was like, oh, "I counted myself. There was like one hundred and forty people in here." I was like, well, sometimes you got to give like three for 20 deals. If you want people to come in, you kind of got to work an yeah. angle and mm-hmm. make sure you get as much money as you can for people and not let them walk away. And he's like, oh, all right, but still. <laughs> but cool. They still tipped us out and they were, they were, he was, but that dude was obviously like on his shit. He knew what was going on. If he had counted the Zephyr while he was up there watching the show, mixing it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was a pro. Oh, yeah. dude, you ever talk to J Bot? He head counts while he's playing. Yeah, he, doesn't tip. <laughs> he doesn't tip either at all. In fact, if you tell him most people tip, he'll tell you, well, I didn't book this show. So well, I'm not most out. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of Robots big. don't tip. Yeah. Well, <laughs> human beings do, but not J-Bot. He's not Clearly. A He's a slave. He's captured by robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so then the next thing was I'm going back for the um, in-house projects at, uh, at the school. Since it's holiday season, I have a holiday song. And then this is a huge, huge holiday song benefiting the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation that we did in 2009. I want to say, I, re- I remembered something about that a few years back. Yeah. And, 2009? And that's like more than a decade ago. Yeah. Wow. It's frightening. And, and, and <laughs> it, was, it was part of that time where, you know, the economy was like tanking. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, the studio wasn't as busy as it is nowadays because you know, a lot of people didn't have a disposable income to record their, their, their projects. So I was dating a gal at the time who had a daughter with – type one diabetes. And, um, I learned about how horrible it was. So we said, let's pull our resources and put together this project and got songs from all these people from all over the place, including bare naked ladies and yes. And white snake and, uh, boatloads of folks, but your, your Rolodex, (laughs) (laughs) um, the opening track though was a, a if you've ever seen the movie Toys with Robin yeah. Williams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that opening number was with Wendy and Lisa from Prince's band. The uh, song called right, Closing right. of the Year. I, I just thought the song was stunning. And on the end credit music, Seal sang it. 
and mm. I'm, and it's, so it's holiday ish, but it's not an out outside out, you know, yeah. overt Christmas song. Yeah, you don't hear it on a Christmas stations. So. Right. Yeah, but it's just, it's very you know winterish, very holiday oriented, and we said this actually kind of tells the story of what's going on with what these kids are doing, the fight they're they're going for. And so I, I pulled out all the stops and I said, let's just do this big. I hired um, local uh, concert pianist and rock guitarist Jeff Tapali to do a full orchestral yeah. arrangement of it. Um, and I got um, a, the Envision drum line to play marching percussion on it. Uh, then I got Mike Love of the Beach Boys and his son Christian Love to sing the seal part. Two local singers, Lisa McQuiston, who's now in the Floyd. Uh, was one of the female leads, and Therese Curatolo is the opening singer who's now with Postmodern Jukebox in Scary Ooh, Pockets touring wow. the world. Uh, and her dad was the Paul McCartney of Rain, a tribute to the Beatles, oh, mm-hmm. wow. the local wow. Beatles show yeah. that blew up. Yep. Um, and uh, <laughs> so two fun stories about this that um, I really couldn't be go public about, so I'm kind of spilling the beans mm. here because enough time so, uh, has passed. Yes, this oh. is... Uh, the statutes of limitations have <laughs> expired. Uh, so there, the the seal verse. There's a high note that I knew Mike Love might not be able to hit from the Beach Boys, but his son has a really gorgeous high voice like Carl Wilson, and it was still a touch too high for him. And we that was one of the last things we recorded on. The, there was over a hundred people on this song. Whoa! Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, full orchestra, drumline, and all these singers standing uh, around going, "Who the fuck can hit this note?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damn. exactly. Um, and we had a, a choir, a children's choir, featured kids singers with type one diabetes, plus actual you know singers. Bonkers, huge. And we're at the last hour, and the money note can't be hit. And I'm like, it'd be kind of nice to have a name person do it, but. It's the last hour. So who would I know who has a really pretty high voice that kind of like Seal? And believe it or not, Rob Pilatus, no, sorry, Fabrice Morvan of Millie Vanilli, mm-hmm. the one yeah. who's still alive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the one who actually had a pretty voice. Okay. And I had just been contacting him about something. I'm like, hey, do you think you could squeeze out a couple of harmony notes and do this high money note? And he's like, yeah, that's totally in my range. So a friend of mine recorded it in L.A. for me. So Millie Vanilli hit the high note the Beach Boys couldn't hit. Wow. Dude, if the Beach Boys' dad was alive, he'd be so pissed. Yo, Murray would not be okay with this. Murray would not be okay with this. But Murray didn't like Mike anyway because that was the nephew who wasn't part of it. Anyway. <laughs> but Fabrice, Fabrice's parents He's the are like, one. fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So then the other part was this lead guitar. There's this beautiful lead guitar part. And I have a friend from college who I really wanted to have play on it. And uh, and it's credited – well, I'll, no, I'll tell you the credit afterwards. His name is Angus Clark. And this is the first time I've said this publicly, that Angus – is the guitar, one of the two guitar players for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, shit. Oh, man. And we were in college together at USC in the recording arts classes. And I had reconnected with him after many years, and he actually played here a few times with TSO. Mm-hmm. And I saw him shred. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man, you really got good. I'm going to be in New York doing this Black Potato Festival. Can we meet while I'm out there and have you do some guitar work on this charity song? 
And he's like, I'd love to play on it. We met at his rehearsal studio in Manhattan, and we did a portable rig. And right right when I arrive, I'm, I, I come out of the, the, the subway to meet him, and he's like, Tom, I have some bad news. I, I just found out from management that TSO is putting out a Christmas album this year, and I can't be credited on your record, and we can't say TSO at all on your record. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Damn, mm. that would have been a nice marketing. Yeah, yeah, right that there. was. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but you still were able to keep the music. Yep. yep, and I just had to. We just had to use a nom de plume. Yeah, and I was like, well, what's important to me, Angus, is that you're playing on it. That's the important part. But uh, we got to come up with the nom de plume, and he had one that wasn't that great. And I'm like, mm. so Angus, you think steak, right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> Angus steak, yeah. and then uh, Clark, Clark Kent. I was like, well, how about Kent steak? <laughs> so he's credited Kent Steak guitar is Kent Steak on the record who's this Kent Steak I, I don't know some roadie who hangs out <laughs> well he rips and we're trying to sign Kent Steak you can't find him <laughs> anybody heard of this guy yeah. so Jesus he sounds like he could be him. in the fucking Trans-Siberian Orchestra <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we, you got this is this is an exclusive. You've just gotten to rip the bandaid off of that. Yep, uh, um, twelve years later. Excellent oh, legal dodge, we'll say. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, so we yeah, we have, and then well, one thank of our you, local Angus girls or yeah, Kent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, Fabrice Morvan on the high note on the last of, uh, lead vocal. Therese Curatolo on lead vocal at the beginning and Lisa McQuiston second lead vocal. And what what's the name of the song again? It's called the closing of the year. Thank you. From JDR, Hope for the Holidays, uh, benefiting the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. If I cannot bring you comfort, then at least I bring you hope. For nothing is more precious than the
Filmmaker Brian Singer. Hello, this is David Coverdale from Whitesnake. Hi, this is Doug Cosmo Clifford of Creedence Clearwater. Hi, this is Stu Cook from CCR. Hi, I'm Mike Love of the Beach Boys. Go to JDRF.org to learn more about the differences to help us make a difference. Thank you and happy holidays. So those are all of our local Hall of Famers all chipped yeah. into this project. That's awesome. Wow. And nice. you can still go cool check out their, their stuff. That's still like a viable ad. Happy holidays from the JDRF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. And, and they're still raising money yeah. to help this. It's uh, They don't have an artificial pancreas yet, but they're getting a lot closer. Fuck Which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's $1.2 billion to get anything through FDA approval. And they, yeah. on average, have like 40 things going on at, at the same time. I'm trying to fund wow. that. Yeah, no, the FDA process is lengthy and expensive. Yeah. But, um, it's it's interesting, interesting, I think, to see for us of our generation, some of these foundations who have been around our whole lifetimes and longer um, actually starting to achieve some of these scientific goals. And and I mean, and they've been doing it for a few decades now, but like it's it's neat to see the 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 corner being turned and, you know, left and right with so many different initiatives. Yeah. They, they're the ones that kind of got the glucose monitor actually mm-hmm. uh, uh, financed and, and working now. So that's half, yeah. the, half the that's piece. Another that's another big huge. thing that it, it's very practically useful for yeah. everyone. <laughs> and, you know, t- for type one, it's not, they don't do anything wrong. It's just a, this luck of the draw that their pancreas fails. Yeah. Unlike type two, where it could be from various, you know, genetics, genetics health, or health behavior. Mm-hmm. So items, when yeah. they develop it for one, any diabetic benefits. Yeah. 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 No, it's amazing. Cool. Yeah, but, uh, that was, a, that was a, uh, epic thank production. And DePauli? Jeff DePauli. Wow. That's a, that was a great arrangement. Yeah. Like, like he, really well done. <laughs> really amazing. Amazing arranger and funny guy and big nerd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the, the uh, uh, it was nice to be able to finally tell everyone who was playing on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you got a, a weight off your back. Oh my yeah. God. That's such Here a Here we are. Another <laughs> worst little podcast <laughs> exclusive. All 30 exclusive, people that hear this are going to probably go out and spill the beans. And before you know it. No, I'm gonna get these phone calls right from going, Tom, you promise <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you, know, like, you actually listen to that show? Listen to the WLP <laughs> show this last week and I heard something. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all, all the time. All of the industry great 
kids listen to this show. No, you got right? that right. Yes. Oh well, I'll 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 drop it. I actually dropped a bigger one the first time I was here. That you guys knew what I had, but no one else because there was no announcement. It was a little thirty second clip, and we just played it off like, oh, what was that? Oh, nothing. But it was actually a boys to men outtake. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. I <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I've 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 given a couple gems here and there. Yeah. <laughs> and you can go back, listeners. You can go back in the archives and, yep. and look I'm, that up. Google Tom more Gordon. Than 10 Tom years Gordon ago. is the yeah. gift that keeps or on giving. In the search bar on our website. Yeah. Yeah. I remember listening. To, I wasn't able to be it the first time you came on, but I oh. listened to it when I was setting up my daughter's nursery at the house. Oh that wow, was, that was like. She's over 11 now, so it's been a while since you've been here. It was a long time ago. That was a minute. Yeah, it was great. You busted out some really rad stuff on that show. And and you brought Dr. Davis with you that time? Yeah, we came in. It was another time for that, for the JDR. Oh, okay. 2011 was just Tom by himself, and it was a double episode, and 2014 was... With Dr. D. Yep. And uh, how are we doing on time? Let me just. So, so. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we're late, and we don't. Well, have we on time, song but... four? Yeah, I, I, I can, I can edit one out. No, we're actually we're good. We play. Well, then let's just let's. Uh, no, let's, we're good. Let's we're get a twofer. Or let's jump right into the next well, one. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll I can have a twofer, just... and, it's, and, it, and it's also holiday. So and it's also charity. Okay, okay. cool. I've got an announcement after the second holiday song. Perfect. Uh, okay, and yeah, we'll talk about the future here in a few. Yeah, yeah. song. Yeah. So before what begat JDF. Hope for the Holidays, was a, a, a very private in-house annual Christmas thing we were doing called Spike Dagnog. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas in your face. And it was yeah. all these. I remember, I think I saw that on a flyer somewhere. Did you? Yeah. And it, it was a, a, the brainchild of my, my evil twin, Lauren Hill, who unfortunately was going through a nasty divorce and didn't have finances for uh, Christmas gifts one year, but he had... Uh, basically built the air conditioning system at Emirage and earned some studio time. So we all got together to do a couple Christmas songs to give out as gifts that year instead. And we loved it. We were like, oh, we're going to do this. So we did it for four years. And after four years of it, we made a full length. Oh, cool. Neat. And uh, year three, um, my I have some friend, a, a friend in particular, David Howe, who does a great fake Scottish accent um, <laughs> and other character voices. And we created this fake um Scottish rock band, punk band called Haggis Rising. And we, we would do <laughs> Scottish versions of, of 80s pop hits. And, uh, wow, that sounds and, awesome. Yeah, we've done a, only a handful of live performances here and there. And, and we actually did a song on that Wesley Willis record of Blood, Guts, and Fire Trucks from the Wesley Willis fiasco. <laughs> and um, they, we did on JDR of Hope for the Holidays, we did a version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Uh, nice. that's I think we had slant. that before, didn't we? That might have been on when yeah. I was here in 2014 because it was about that record. Uh, but on um, uh, on the uh, uh, Spike Dignog record, uh, we decided to do a little f- fun uh, send up of Heat Miser and Snow Miser from Ooh, Year Without a Santa yeah. Claus and Haggis Rising doing Heat Miser. But for Cold Miser, we went to a little more Broadway, a little more, no, nah, not even Broadway, a little more disco, Nathan Lane, oh. <laughs> disco into Haggis Rising. I, man, I want to say we've talked about this. Maybe it was on Facebook or something, but I'm having massive I, deja oh, really? vu you talking know. to you about you. this. I am having fat, massive uh Did we actually about talk about this on the show? Did we play Maybe. this before? God. But I love this song, oh, so but it's yeah, hard no, to remember. Doing it. Like, it's, no, care. it's hard to remember if I remember it from the show or if I remember it from loving the song. 
It could be either well, way. I'll take it either way. Amen. Yeah. And and it was unfortunate that the cover, just like Spinal Tap, the cover was offensive to people. We had this smell the glove. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, you even got the reference right. We had this beautiful girl with all this um, Christmas related jewelry as like uh, earrings that went from the ear to the lip ring and totally, you know, punked out. Punked out. <laughs> and. And smoking a cigarette, and it was like, and every charity we tried to take this to didn't want it because they just saw the cover and freaked out. Plus, the last song is a is a Spinal Tap cover of Christmas with the Devil. So you guys just tried to self sabotage yeah, yeah. here, <laughs> and it's hysterical. It's a parody, but it, no one would take the record because of that and the cover. AIDS Foundation said, we don't care. If you're going to give us money to help our AIDS There research. you go. <laughs> so this ended up being for AIDS research. And um, it's a rocka. It's a toe tapper. It's in two parts. Uh, so uh, this is oh, wonderful. from Spike Degnog, Christmas in Your Face, uh, Cold Miser and Heat Miser. Mr. Green 
need to show that to Bobby this year for Christmas oh. uh, for the first time. Yeah, yeah. He's at the age. He's starting to understand stories. So. Yeah, okay, there you go. There yeah. you are. And that's a classic. All the Rankin-Bass ones are oh, yeah. for the yeah. ages. Totally. Pe- peanuts and Rankin-Bass. That's yeah. what the holidays are all about. <laughs> Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And so didn't they pull all the peanuts off of broadcast and it's only available for streaming i saw something about peanuts yeah Uh, i I believe yeah you could only get it on apple tv i bought a blu-ray with all of them on it about 15 years ago so i I don't need to worry about it yeah (laughs) but yeah i um yeah i want to say i read something about that i was looking for great pumpkin not this year but last year and uh, i think it was only available like on apple tv yeah. Um, I want to say Paramount was showing somebody oh, was well, showing somebody was showing it. There's one viewing. Yeah, who watches network TV really? Anyways, you know, we can, most people can old find people. It that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's true. You, but you don't have to like be on ABC on Sunday night at seven thirty to right, watch it anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. But right. the peanut <laughs> stuff is actually it's hard to find. You can't just get it on YouTube. Hmm. Um, again, I'm sure there's some sort of rights and yeah. IP. Well, with you the did the right thing by getting stuff. that Blu-ray, and you could probably buy more darn stuff like that. I believe on the that's internet. out there. eBay. I'm sure. Yeah, has yeah, it. yeah. I'm exactly. Sure it's it's probably you know at least hit its Criterion collection. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some I, I bought a Rankin Bass collection for. Rudolph and stuff like that and there yeah. was a different edit of Rudolph and there was a song swap out and it was like well here's the original version that only showed one year and you're like that's great can we have that be the bonus because there was a version I loved that I watched for 50 years <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was a different song Bastard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the holiday season, we have an event coming up this weekend that oh, yeah. Kim would murder us if we didn't mention. Uh, that's why she Tidy is not segue. on the show tonight. And that's the uh, Fleas the Season Punk Rock Flea Market. Mm. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be happening. Uh, There's a the bunch kickoff. of great bands oh, playing. Just um, tons. Uh, so we have the kickoff party on Friday at West Street Market at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be featuring Mortala, 
Evening Spirits, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, and Wednesday's Anxiety. It's a ten dollars suggested donation goes directly to the bands. And the first one hundred people did that you show say up, Machine Gun Vendetta or Machine Gun he Kelly. Kelly. He said oh, Kelly. Oh, I did. Yeah, no, Machine Gun Vendetta. My brain's moving quicker than uh, my mouth. I, I strike we your A. I gave you in your class. In uh, class. <laughs> I would way rather see Machine Gun Vendetta. Oh, no, he, 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 he's he's fine when it comes to production. It's on air. Where yes. he's still he's still just pulling a C. Yes. Uh, but the first hundred attendees get a limited edition uh, Fleas the Season patch, and uh, they've posted a picture of it, and it's really rad, so you want to be one of those first 100 people. Uh, and then we have the actual Fleas the Season uh, punk rock flea market on uh, Saturday and Sunday. It's uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days, I believe. The music, however, mm-hmm. is from noon to 5. Okay, cool. Thank you, Rory. I did not know that. Gee, I wonder who's hosting that stage there. Huh. Uh, I, I heard it was Santa. It is Santa. <laughs> black Santa. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, the Santa costume is black and says Bah Humbug on it. It's nice. Awesome. Oh, nice. Why, why didn't, why, is it Krampus? Black Peter. It's not a Krampus, and it's not exactly Black Peter. It comes with a white beard and all that. And I'm no, not doing, need a sack in I'm not doing blackface. Uh, I will have children. I could arrange for a sack, yes. Yeah. Oh, that'll be hilarious, actually. <laughs> Put Bobby Billy in a sack and just drag him around. <laughs> yeah, but the, the hard part is the tickets to Spain. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'll give Bobby some coal and a little pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, come see me abuse my children in public. And yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, and oh, excuse me, exploit. <laughs> you can so get, much better. You can, get tickets. <laughs> you can get tickets right now at rprfm.org. Um, you can show up and, and put their cash in your hand, or exactly. your cash in their hand. And yeah. if you have a kid under 12, they get in for free. So, right. And they're going to have the uh, the plushy pit back this time around. And if you've missed out on that this past flea, it's a giant pit that your kids can battle and fall into plushies. It's rad. Oh, 9 a.m. is early morning yoga with Kelly Proud. Yes. And you can also get tickets for that on rprfm.org. Uh, and then on Saturday, if you're not rocked out enough, there's the Fleas the Season after party mm-hmm. over at the Elbow Room. And that is going to be featuring uh, the Ruby Woos, Part 2, and the Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. and Skinny <laughs> Pete and the Meats. Uh, Very and that's good a, band, yeah. Yeah, and that's another $10 cover they're for the everywhere bands. right now. Yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, come out this weekend. This is the first time we're doing the Holiday Flea. So it'd be really rad if we could keep doing this and do that kind of a biannual thing. I think it'd be super rad. And do you have a list of the Sunday bands as well? Uh, so the lineup, I think we don't have them... Uh, Parsed out by day in this uh, list, but there's last one down, Engine Fire, Donkey Jaw, In the Works, The Rifleman, Quitter, uh, United Defiance, Hired Fun, Principles, uh, Pussy Velour, Grand Marino, Split Persona, Deadly Gallows, Glitter Bats, Hoist the Colors, and Homobiles. Homobiles. Man, I got I got ear protection for my kids, but I think I need to get them earplugs too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you want to bring your earplugs and ear protection at the same yeah. time. Yeah. That yeah. is a lot of great noise. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be rad. So come on out and support your local punks. Uh, and you know, it's an, also a really great place to get like some really rad locally made stuff for mm-hmm. Christmas, Christmas yeah. presents. Exactly, yeah. such a good idea to have that flea. Right uh, before Christmas. I, I believe no, uh, the Killbuck will be uh, also has a booth out there. If you're not familiar with Killbuck, he does like circus sideshow posters and prints. Um, 
Two shorts, Sevilla. Uh, I believe she's going to have a collection of pins and bolo ties. Oh. Uh, there's a number of folks who, you know, like handmade uh, art crafts, paintings, uh, uh, glassware, metalware. Like, I mean, if you if you can DIY it, it's probably for sale there. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure that I, but Travis told me that the Eddie and the subtitle movie um, American Society will also be playing at the Punk Rock Flea. Oh, so, my God. Fuck yeah. I'm I know Tim but... was scrambling to try to find a projection screen. Oh, oh and that was, So there may be some be that... technical difficulties. I think they're trying to make it happen, but I believe that's a no promises, don't hold your breath. Right. Yeah, and then <laughs> there uh, they might also be for, they're doing a, at the kickoff party, which I forgot to mention this, they're doing a special screening of the Reno Punk Rock Flea Market uh, mini Documentary, oh, cool. Oh, so you yeah. can check that out. So maybe that, yeah. If Who the knows? screen's there, yes. If the hopefully <laughs> right. the screen the is screen. there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, Tom is getting us warmed up for the holidays right now, and now get out there and buy some shit for your friends and family. God damn yeah. right. Because <laughs> this Help episode, with any luck, is going to be published like the morning of. Yeah. Like really, we're like you'll be or listening to this. Like this will be like the morning of like the kickoff show. Oh, the kickoff, right? Yeah, yeah. Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you'll, be, you'll be sitting there reading the paper, drinking your morning coffee, listening to the podcast, and you'll find out about it. So yeah, get I, out there. You you should join us and try to be one join of those first hundred people. Get your patch. Right I know on, I'm right going to try to be there. That's going to be fun. What are the Always dates again? Uh, this Friday is the kickoff, and then Saturday and Sunday are the event over at the generator. And that would be the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Yes. Thank you. I did say dates. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I understood the assignment. (laughs) Good catch, Rory. When have we ever said that? Nobody says that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I. I. You know, when I played sports, they always called me fine, Rory. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody ever said because good uh, catch, Rory. because they'd get to the they'd get to the very end and fine, Rory. <laughs> Do you mean like in like PE or yeah, okay, sports, anything, yeah. They, or, or I thought you fine, had Rory, offended somebody and you actually had to pay a fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. that too. Yeah, it's his fault. Uh, fine, Rory. That that would have more of an inflection of fine, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about inflection. Uh, it's true. And, and then looking further ahead, a couple more weeks out, uh, Nick and I have a little soiree we'd mm. like to invite you to. It's a birthday soiree. Uh, the holiday hammering at Altoras with a worm gold, a wormhole could kill us all, one ton dually. Man child. <laughs> Quit laughing at me. <laughs> um, and uh, shit, who's the last band? He's playing? laughing uh, near you. The headline band. Somebody. Somebody really good <laughs> that you're friends with and you're okay, going so to like that's them. everybody spoken during mine, but I at least didn't fucking forget somebody. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know to have my phone yeah. ready. Yeah, Rory, what's the dates on that? <clears throat> uh, that that's twelve nine, motherfucker. Oh, good job. Good day after my birthday. <laughs> and just a few days before your birthday. Woo! That's and right. a few days before Nick's birthday and Mary's birthday and everybody's birthday because all everybody's parents were fucking in the spring. Yep, yep. Um, yep. Fu- a flood, fire, death, drought, and then oh. Manchild. Yes. Mm. Manchild is the headlining band. Flood, fire, death, drought. Haven't seen them on stage in a while. Really love oh, those yeah, guys. That's a great Looking band. forward to it. 
Um, it, it's it's a pretty heavy, awesome show. Uh, thanks to uh, J Rock and Patty over at the Hard Rock Pressure Show for putting this together. I'm uh, really happy to be working with them and playing at Alturas again. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us. It'll be our last show of the year. Um, so come on out, say hi, and um, get a hug. We'll have some Christmas treats for you, like uh, some uh, maybe in, a song or two that you haven't ever heard. Oh, I thought. Um, okay, from, I thought you were like do. saying you're like be baking cookies. Yeah, cookies. Exactly. If I now do, do not get cookies when I come to yeah. that show, I'm going <laughs> to be very upset. Perhaps a stocking. I don't know. Nick said there was going to be cookies here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a summer sausage in my stocking rack. You got to reach in real deep to get it. <laughs> it's just for uh, you. And when I say st- st- stocking, I mean my underpants. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I say so- uh, sausage, if anybody else touches it, it turns into brown schwa. But it's good for you. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I just I just oh, drove the car off the pier, reaching yep. for that joke. Yep. So, uh, Tom, what do you what do you have coming? You, I, I want to. You had a movie. You had a thing come out this year. You've had a lot of success in the last year. A uh, lot of great stuff this year. Um, uh, and uh, wow, uh, where to start? Uh, so the UNR is. Uh, I'm teaching. Two days a week at UNR in the recording arts program, and we're uh, we don't have a degree yet, but we're we're trying to build one. And the new building there is breathtaking with this gorgeous Young studio. Young nerds, oh, go man. sign up for these classes. Yeah. Show to, like, the university go... that there is need for a degree program. Yep. Oh, I, I want to go back and take those classes just to like go into that studio. Right. Like that studio is so much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> <Our old studio. laughs> yeah. yeah. And my partner in crime, Ray Silva, and I, who went to USC together, you know, have the same vision on how to put this program together, and we got a an SSL console and you know a, a high-end Pro Tools rig so when people finish their, their time at UNR they can walk into a commercial studio and not look like assholes you know mm, and yeah. Go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow yeah. okay and understand some proper studio etiquette and not, and, and have very quick learning curves once they're in the hot seat yeah um, no sure, ivory you step into a real pro situation yeah, that, that's exactly. all super handy no ivory tower for you guys <laughs> <laughs> down on the deck yep exactly <laughs> T-boy go um, and then the last few years of five years I, I ended up uh, reacquainting uh, and working together with Whitesnake again. Because uh, I, I was the assistant engineer, or I, I, I was the runner, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in 96 for an album of theirs at Granny's house called Restless Heart. Mm-hmm. And I was making 21 glasses of carrot juice a day. <laughs> they were on this juicing kick because it was so rock and roll. And uh, so I, they remember me, and I was, you know, always been a reference for them in the time between they're like hey do you know anyone who does blank and i'd get these phone calls from david's assistant michael saying who does video who does this who who moves dishwashers whatever and i would recommend because <laughs> I, I i knew so many people and then finally five years ago they were like hey does anyone in t- do you know anyone in town who has a hammond organ and i'm like actually we do we have one at Emirage. it's like hey we're booking your room for a day because we need to film a music video with a ham, a real ham and organ with our keyboard player from Italy. So they came in, green screened the whole studio out and brought out our organ and did his version of Burn. And David was sitting with me in the lobby. He's like, Thomas, so good to see you again. <laughs> it's been so long. And it had been like 22 years since I'd worked with him. Yeah. And he's like, we're doing these box sets of these anniversary albums you know, the so seminal remaster uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and remixes actually nice. of, you know, 87 slip of the tongue, slide it in. Yeah. yeah. And we Those found huge selling albums. Yeah. Oh, 87, yeah. 8 million. Yeah. 
uh, in particular. That was massive. And, like, and we're doing these anniversary box sets, and we found all the demos the, oh, on, wow. on cassette of, you know, of us writing the songs and monitor mixes and all this stuff. Wow. But there's too much to fit on one CD. What would you do? And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. The last time I was having a conversation with this man – I was making carrot juice for him. <laughs> now he's asking my advice? Yeah, he wants my opinion. I'm not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, is this a trick? Some people would have thought that carrot juice gig was beneath them. <laughs> exactly. No. Look at no. where it gets you. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. So I said, uh, "Well, uh, oh, well, you can do what Peter Gabriel did. And boy, I hit the right chord there. He was a huge Peter Gabriel fan. And, and he goes, oh, what did Peter do? I said, well... When Peter did the 25th anniversary box set of So, which has in your eyes Sledgehammer, oh yeah, yeah another huge, huge record, right? He did a disc on that called DNA, which was like 90 second snippets of each version of the song. So 90 seconds of the first demo, into 90 seconds of the first pre-production, and 90 seconds of the first monitor mix, oh, into 90 man. seconds of the of the last. Rough mix before it was a final mix, so you could hear how the song the grew. Little, yeah, the facets had changed. Yeah. yeah, so it was fascinating being Uber fans to hear these songs evolve into the the songs they became. And Dave was like, "Can you do that?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "I said, yeah, I could do that." And he was like, "Come over immediately." And he has a facility, private facility in South Reno. So I went over there for the first time, and they handed me all the demos of "In the Still of the Night." And the oh, monitor mixes wow. and drummer auditions and said, do it. I'm like, oh, thanks. You give me the biggest song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, you know, one of their tunes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. So I ended up with this seven-minute medley and put it together, and David lost his mind. He's like, do the whole album. Wow. I'm like, okay. So I, I cut together what we ended up calling the Evolutions um uh, medleys and and disc four of the box that was just the evolutions mix that i did and that was the only thing i did on this this first one and from that point on he said okay we're going to be doing the slide it in box set next do it for that and i ended up saving some live there was a live show from scotland of them uh, on that tour that they just cleared the licenses of, and it was just a stereo mix, but the snare drums sounded like crap, and it was co- <laughs> co- Cozy Powell on drums, who I'm a huge fan of. I had to manually go in and play snare samples visually mm. for this entire show so we could beef up that snare drum. Oh, nice. man. Wow. And, um, and they're like, man, you know what you're doing. So um, I started getting handed more stuff slowly, uh, and I helped them finding, helped them find missing masters from around the country that had been gone for a long time. So I really, you know, got into the whole uh, Tom famine. fellow. Get him in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after COVID, I, when COVID hit, they sent me home with a, a rig where I worked from my house of, on a radio show they were doing for Sirius XM during the pandemic. And when we came back, they let me started to do some um, mix tweaks on some of the stuff because they have this guy from Corn doing the remixes, uh, Chris Collier, mm. astonishing engineer. And then I was like, well, the, and, and we're doing a box set of Restless Heart, the album I assisted on 25 well, wow. years before. Full <laughs> circle. I'm like, huh, where's the carrots? Double and, credit. <laughs> yeah. Who's bringing me my carrot juice, bitch? <laughs> oh, carrot boy. <laughs> now I'm co-mixing and co-producing all this stuff. And I was the oh, co-producer man. of that box set. That's amazing. Full circle. Yeah. It's, and I just did the, the, the greatest hits uh, remixes. That's intimidating. 
you know, eight million people bought the first version and thought it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with that first version. Yeah. Oh so God. then, the, the, what the, did you do? <laughs> so then, the last big thing in the last song, uh, uh, if it's coming up one year ago, I released my first single, uh, which was a big charity release benefiting the Northern Nevada um, Music Association, uh, music in the schools, and the uh, Native American uh, Graduate Center, which is now the Oh, they've changed their name. <laughs> Shoot. I, and I haven't memorized it, but it was a, a cover of a song originally recorded by Rush, which you've probably heard of. Oh, yeah. Oh, we love Rush. And yeah. another Canadian band called Max Webster you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? So Max Webster was friends of Rush in the late 70s that they were starting and building their fan bases together. And they did a song together in 1980 called Battle Scar, which I think arguably is the largest song ever recorded. And it's on a Max Webster album, so all the Rush fans don't know about it. And, wow. and, I, and I, at a screening of a film in Los Angeles that my friend Brian Singer had just won this uh, student film thing. I met a Canadian guy in the lobby, and uh, we're talking in the order of line, and, oh, you're from Canada. I'm a big Rush fan. He's like, well, you must have heard Battlescar then. I'm like, uh, no, uh, Battlescar? And he looks like, well, you're not a Rush fan if you don't know Battlescar. Yeah. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> um, dude, I'm a, I'm the tallest fan here. <laughs> he goes, we got to fix it. So this is maybe not the smartest thing I've ever done. I went to a stranger's car in Hollywood at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and he played me this song and it melted my face off. I'm like, how did I not know about this? How did I not? And just, I found every, everything about it. And I became a historian about the song in 97. We had a group called the urge at Sierra Sonics. Urge, Remember the yeah, urge? Yeah. That was 25 years ago, dude. <laughs> that, that would be, that'd be St. Louis's. The urge. Was the urge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the guy who was producing the urge master of styles album, his dad recorded battle scar. And produced Max Webster. Oh, wild! And Garth had was twenty years old and got to sit in on the session and watched it go down. Oh man! Max Webster and Rush together in the same room at Phase One in Toronto, and he said it was the second take that they kept. And his dad also, yeah. So two generations of insane producers. I'm like, I always wanted to do a Reno All Star version of Battle Scar, and I had players in mind. And in 2008, the other drummer I had in mind, Jason Thomas, was threatening to move to Austin, Texas. I'm like, well, damn it, I got to record this now because <laughs> Jason's leaving. So in 2008, we 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 cr- shoehorned into Emirage, two drummers, two bass players, two guitar players, two singers, to emulate the, the double rhythm section thing from Max Webster and Rush. And ours is the 40th take. <laughs> 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 Not the second one. <laughs> and there's one edit. On the on the music bed, we actually got a full take after enough running it a thousand times, where I only had to fix one thing with the music. Wow! And then life got complicated. My dad got cowbell, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I my 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 uh, my dad got cancer, and and just things got mm-hmm. nasty. And I never I never even ran a rough mix, and I didn't touch it for nine years. Wow! It, oh, wow. Never heard it, and I've I've uh, I finally listened to it and said. Wow, this is great! I need to finish this. Uh, so brought the singers in, Lisa McQuiston and and um, Jess Vaps, and again, big thing. So got in a, a, about thirty local singers to sing backgrounds, 
And I was working at that time with Whitesnake and had established a, a relationship with our, our good friend Tyler Bournes, who we had worked with on Nowhere Nevada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had referred to him uh, with Whitesnake. So he is doing high-end video editing now on music videos for, for Whitesnake and had developed some really great chops. And he was doing a horror film called Desert Shadows who needed his film mixed. And I'm like, well, tell you what. Let's swap checks to keep the IRS happy, but <laughs> I'll mix your movie if you shoot my Battle Scar video and a behind-the-scenes documentary. And um, we so we did it, and, and good tax tax thing uh, tax advice for everyone. The IRS hates barter, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> if you do something for someone professionally, to trade checks so both companies see the income right. and the so IRS loves a receipt it. And, yep, yeah, and. Uh, so we we did that, and we ended up, we ended up doing um, a, a music video, a uh, lyric video, and a behind the scenes documentary about the making of our version, as well as the original Rush Max Webster version. And Rush's management, Anthem Entertainment, liked the mix so much. They're like, "Whatever you need." And oh, wow. when you try to get Man. sync, what rights, do they mean by that? Sync rights. So oh, okay. I was trying to you know when you're when you connect. Music to picture, that's a separate copyright. It's yep. called sync rights. And it's magnitudes more expensive than oh, yeah. than uh, just audio. So like for a thousand copies or a thousand downloads for someone else's song, it's ninety one bucks. Uh, it starts at two hundred and fifty for a sync right and it could go up into five digits depending on the artist what they feel that day. God. It's not a flat what right. you want to use it for. Exactly. Yeah. So when anything like shows up in a Super Bowl commercial, they're paying millions. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, we're looking to do three music videos, or two music videos in the behind the scenes documentary. And we want to use pictures from the Rush tour program from moving pictures because there's, they actually talked about the session in the tour program. And they're like, whatever you want. And they gave me all three licenses for the price of one at the minimum rate of 250 Oh, oh man! Very wow, that's, that's awesome. Great. And they they said they heard it was going to be a. Originally, it was just going to be a song to benefit the Washington County School District Music Program, but the song is kind of this vague protest song about the plight of Native Americans. So I felt that'd be rather hypocritical from this white guy <laughs> to not benefit the Native American causes as well. So that's when, uh, after consulting many friends in the Native American community about who should we approach. Um, there, the this this one organization really stood out, the uh, um, American Indian Graduate Center, and uh, so I have the radio edit for you, which is a uh, only four of three rather than the original uh, full length six because I know we're short on time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, Mario Guzman on bass, Dave yeah, Adams Mario on bass after dark. Yep. Babel, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, uh, Ryan Hall on guitar, Eric Stanglin on guitar, Jeez. Mm. Um, Jason Thomas on drums, myself on drums, uh, Lisa McQuiston lead vocal, Jess Phipps lead vocal, um, Paul Farso on Hammond organ, who was my the producer I worked with with uh, Michael of the Beach Boys. He had a group called the Loading Zone that was the house band for the Fillmore in the '60s and pl- opened for everyone. Oh wow! And he was Janis Joplin's. He was offered a gig with Janis Joplin for her last project and two weeks before she died. Mm. So scream and Hammond organ player, and then yeah. list of amazing so, people. Oh yeah, it, it's it's great. So uh, yeah, Tom Gordon's Battle Scar. <laughs> Thank you. 
barely get to hear the radio version. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's over already. Oh, my God. <laughs> monster. That's a monster of a song. It's a big-ass tune. I, 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 listening to it, I close my eyes. I, and, you know, knowing a lot of the performers on it, I, I can see them playing this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. There's so, like, so much all of them in the guitar lines and the mm-hmm. drumming. and Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it took 11 years or 13 <clears throat> years to bring this to the finish line. And where's wow. the full version available at? I mean, where, uh, where can you find it? So um, it's on every streaming platform. Uh, the video, All the videos and behind-the-scenes documentary on YouTube. Okay. Um, and I, there's a web... My Inspired Amateur Productions uh, website. There's Inspired Amateur slash Battlescar. There's a whole page, uh, right. which is a landing spot for all of it. And um, okay. it's still raising money uh, for the causes. Uh, and actually, all those... Well, Spiked Eggnog is out of print, but uh, JDRF is still out there. It can still help... The causes and certainly battle scar. I think we need to get more spiked eggnog. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, I was thinking, you guys, um, when when we were getting the holiday song from Tom here, I'm like, oh shit, we got to put the call out to the local people to give us their oh, Christmas yeah, songs right now. Oh, yeah, we'll do it online go. too, and um, yeah. we get the locals to send us their Christmas songs for our December 12th show. This yeah, is our so finale if, of if the you, season. We know some of you missed it last year. Uh, but if you'd like to get your Christmas song on the podcast that we can play for our families here in the room. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, you can still send us your dirty Christmas songs, too, and we'll just not play them at the show. We'll oh, we'll pl- plug them into Oh, well, the- yeah, no, Chewie's daughter's old enough to understand. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll plug them into the show. <laughs> or, or maybe Dogwater we'll figure will beep out. them or something. We'll, we'll make it, it work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here's the call. Christmas song call out. Send it to us. Uh, speaking of things you can send to us, you can also send us money. Yep. If you'd like to visit our Patreon page, please, please, please go and subscribe. Subscribe and for the small price of uh, five bones, yeah, five a month. five bones a month, you can get an extra little segment of this show with less Rory now than ever. <laughs> yes, uh, and, and it's not guaranteed. Not guaranteed, but more or less Rory than ever. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we sometimes we don't have enough material for a Patreon show, or something you know happens where we you know. And those weeks we just say. Thank okay. you for your 75 cents this week. Yeah. Yeah. If that happens, I owe you a dollar. <laughs> just uh, Chewy, though. Yeah, ju- yeah. yeah just of the rest, rest of us. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. I'll owe but, uh, it to you for a very long time. That money uh, helps us uh, keep the keep the show going. So Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, ha- we have to uh, buy uh, uh, feed for the mule that uh, <laughs> runs the wagon <laughs> that starts the electricity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helps us We're get through the muck. So, yeah, patreon.com. That's my nickname for Anna. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's just not here to defend. Special, so. special shout out to Anna. She's going through some shit right now. Not going to get into her business, but we love you, girl. Yeah, you Anna got this. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. That's the end of the show coming at us like a light at the end of the tunnel or, or a painted wall. Uh, There's no song, no closer song. Or, I think um, that was the closer that was song. The closer that song. was the closer yeah, song. Yeah, we were supposed to have done all this before we Nick, didn't that it song. sound like a closer song? <laughs> it did. It was a big sounding like a closer song. I was song. just curious. I actually, I but for the Patreon so. thing, I do have a Patreon thing I can pull off of here. Hey. Oh. Uh, there's been a lot of tragedy in our community this week. There's been a number of losses due to addiction and suicide. And I just want to say, if you need some help, if you feel lost and lonely, fucking call somebody, because you mean a lot more to your friends and family than you realize. Even if you need to call a stranger to 
you know, get you till tomorrow, man, or the next hour. And if you listen to the show, you're not a stranger to us. You're family. You're family, yeah. yeah. Uh, reach out. 811 is also a great new national resource. Uh, please reach out. And uh, to my very good friend, uh, Steve Ryan, uh, fuck your face. I'm going to miss you forever, man. Uh, so, life is short, and we all really do love you. Good night, ladies. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass.